I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. I used to donate plasma every week, twice a week. It was just like stick a needle in my arm and then I just feel drained after. But it was like $50 a week and I saved all that money to buy my first monitors and that's how I started. What's up, Rebels? We're back with Rebel Radio. I'm your host, Josh Levine. That was Cassie with her favorite quote from today's guest, OK. OK is a trap producer who's been blowing up from the West Coast and now traveling worldwide with records on Dimac, on Bygor, and uh, you'll see him on a main stage everywhere you look. He's going to tell us some great stories about how he got so big so fast and just his determination and drive is uh, unlike anything you've seen. You can hear Rebel Radio on Dash Radio Thursdays at 6 and of course on iTunes and SoundCloud. Get us on Twitter at Rebel Radio Net. And before we get into the interview, we're going to hear this track of the week from EDM.com. That was Get Ready, our EDM.com track of the week. The artist is called Triad Dragons, and it's on the Trap channel at EDM.com or SoundCloud.com slash Trap. If you like it, hit us up on Twitter at Rebel Radio Net or post a comment on our SoundCloud or iTunes. And now let's get into the interview with OK. Thanks for coming. Hey, hey. Yeah, thank you. I guess we today is OK. You. Yeah. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Not much. 
It's early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry for DJ dragging. early. DJ time. It's early. Yeah. But not early. Yeah. Well, thanks for getting out of bed. We appreciate. I yeah, know. Thanks for having me. You got. Awesome. You look. You don't look like you just rolled out of bed. You look put together. Well, I, my mom would taught me. She's like, everyone's watching all the time, so I always look good. <laughs> Is she no lying? matter what. No, she's probably not. <laughs> like one time I went to Disneyland, and uh, I was just on my phone. And I checked my Twitter, and like, I just see someone like straight up candid camera like me. I was like, oh yeah. That's so weird. Right. Yeah. We were just taking pictures of me at Disneyland in line for the teacup ride. Interesting. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Do you so always was, wear black? Yeah. It's a DJ code. Only because, you know, we travel so much and you can only fit so many shirts and yeah. pants into like. It's just easier. Yeah. Into into a suitcase or whatever. So you got to make it work. Yeah. Have you learned some good travel tips? Uh, on the road so much? Reverse your socks and boxers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, actually, well, the DJs, we usually get a writer. So mm -hmm. we usually get a list of things that we can get at the show. So yeah. we just started adding, like, socks and boxers and, you know, all the essentials, like toothpaste, that kind of stuff, you know, travel necessities. Yeah. When we, like, on the road for, like, I don't know, 60 days straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to make sure. it work because you don't have laundry. Sure. You don't have time. So, yeah, yeah usually you just, yeah, ask for that, and they just bring them to you. What's yeah. the weirdest thing on your rider? Oh, God. Jenks, what's the weirdest thing on a rider? Whiskey and pickle juice. Yeah, pickle oh, juice. Oh, that's not bad. Well, I guess it's not weird. We used to have, like, blow-up dolls and stuff. <laughs> I had a picture of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog and, like, a signed picture of, like, Obama. Damn, that's old school. I know, thug life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm a video game guy, so, like, yeah. I always make video game jokes, like, on the road and stuff. So everyone's like, I don't even know who Sonic is, but I had to Google it. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> now you know. I taught that's you funny. something new. Subliminally. Well, it's funny you say, you know... Mom taught you people are always watching because, you know, if we look on your social, yeah, you definitely are, uh, you seem to be pretty open. Like, mm -hmm. everything's not all put together. Yeah. I mean, I think people and fans, they, they like to relate to someone who's real, like, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. another, just, a, I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's, sometimes it's necessary to have that, like, that wall between, like, the fans and, you know, you don't want to be too open just because, you know, it, they'll take advantage of that. But, like. For the most part, you know, I, I like to, like, respond to, like, a lot of tweets. I like to, like, talk to a lot of fans mm -hmm. and, like, really put myself out there. Like, even when I shows, like, after my set, I'll just jump in the crowd and, like, hang out with them. Like, yeah. it's, it's fun, you know. Some people are just like, oh, nice show, and then go back to the green room and then just, like, isolate right. themselves. But I feel like it's fun to party with them, too. And it's just, like, if they see you're having fun, like, they have a better time. Yeah. So, like, those kind of little things, like, they make the experience, like, live or like on the internet more fun mm -hmm. with what, everybody what's the weirdest situation you've had where you're like oh i put too much out there and now i'm like mm. in a situation i can't get out and i leaked my own nudes oh, i'm just kidding <laughs> no uh <laughs> no i mean i don't put too much out there yeah. i mean i think i put the right amount i always think about what i say so or i try to <laughs> so so how that how did you come to that uh that idea of how to <clears throat> how you want to interact with fans and, mm -hmm. and how you're going to use social media because I'm a fan of other people too and yeah. li I like to see them do that so I think like I can just return the favor to my fans and do the same you know mm -hmm. like I I you know if I hit up I don't know like God Kanye West or something and they hit me back up I'd freak out mm -hmm. so I assume that's like how people right want to respond like want that response from like their favorite artist who I guess sometimes is me I don't know so, I mean, that's a very humbling experience, like, for people to say I'm their favorite artist. So that's really cool. And, like, for me to be able to respond to them, like, either on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook messages, like, yeah, I just, like, you know, show them that, you know, 
I do it for them. So yeah, yeah. Social is yeah. a good. Um, I mean, you get a lot of feedback too. Yeah. Like if you have a good set. Yeah, I know definitely. And then if you don't have a great set, what happens? <laughs> uh, is that hard? No, I mean, I've I've like pretty much focused all my energy on making sure the show is perfect every time, and different every time. Because, I mean, Jengsol who he travels to me every day or like every show we do, he's he's always there, and he knows like I've never played the same set twice mm. like ever. So, with that, it's like it's fun to be able to like move around and do new things every set and then like try new things every set but i don't think i've ever missed like made a mistake like on purpose or obviously not on purpose but like mm-hmm. done something where I, I walk off stage and i'm like yeah oh my god what did i do i haven't mm-hmm. had that yet so. how, do you, sure. how do you prepare for your sets um, i mean going into different cities people oh like yeah music yeah i i list well we listen to a lot of let me see we like a lot of classic rock or a lot of like 80s listen a lot of throwbacks mm-hmm. music which is funny because like people always tell me in my sets are like you play a lot of throwback songs i'm like that's just because that's who i am you know like mm-hmm. my whole spotify like playlist is just like oldies and like throwbacks and it's like that's what i'd like to put in my set because that's who i am mm-hmm. so like stuff like that it's how i prepare is just like listening to like i don't know acdc or like the time you know uh george clinton stuff like that earth so, and fire what was the first music that you got oh, into man. <laughs> well, I grew up with gospel just because of my background. Mm. I grew up in church. But um, I did a lot of, like, R&B, neo-soul, like a lot of Joe Scott, mm-hmm. Erica Badu, Lauryn Hill. first record you ever bought first <laughs> this is completely it's like totally left field but like the first record i ever bought was um a ska record mm. it, was, it was like a ska band which one see supertones like just like a local local uh, orange county band yeah but yeah that was it nice it was just like super funny because like i didn't listen to that at all and that's like the first record i bought i was like okay cool something different yeah so that was like that started my whole rock phase, like, into, like, middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I started a metal band. Didn't do too well. What was it called? <laughs> I don't even remember. We went to, like, five name changes. Funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't remember. I'd totally tell you, too. I don't remember it. But, yeah, I mean. All right, if you're an OK fan, find out, figure out online the name of his metal band. And post I know. I'm going ev- to remember it eventually. <laughs> yeah, there's some people that are going to watch this and be like, oh, yeah, I totally remember that. Sure. Post it on Twitter. Yeah. I'll post it on Twitter, maybe. Nice. Yeah, if I remember. <laughs> and then uh, and then, how did you discover dance music? Um, The l- senior year of my high school. Um, it was a little bit of, like, how MySpace was working and, like, people's profile music and just kind of, like, seeing everyone transition into dance music mm-hmm. i was like oh this is pretty cool oh this is cool this is, what is this what is that um like i mean i got into it pretty late like compared to other people sure. like i started in 2010 
Mm-hmm. And some people have been doing this since like 95. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I got into a little bit of like dubstep, like a lot of the old Benga and Koki, um, like Rusko's Woo Boost is like one of the first dubstep songs I ever heard. And then, like, a lot of Cascade Deadmau stuff, like, really, really got my attention. Like, when I first started, Tiesto, all that kind of stuff. Was there a first record, or, or do you remember a moment where you sort of realized, this is what I want to do, I want to I make this music? Huh. Well, how bad the band was going kind of helped me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I need, it'd be cool to do something by myself, like, solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, because um, I'm like, I could play an instrument but i can't play drums by myself live by yeah myself. not it's not really a market <laughs> I'm a for one band solo drummers. drummer <laughs> well i guess travis barker kind of did that but a little bit he had some i mean uh he had like 182 so um yeah i think it was just a bit of how the bands were doing and i was kind of <laughs> like okay well a lot of the members aren't as motivated as i am to make music and to like mm-hmm. really pursue it mm-hmm. it's kind of just like a hobby and then um yeah i just picked up fl studios because eventually, uh, because originally I was using FL Studios to like work on patterns and drum stuff for like the band, mm-hmm. and then I just started using electronic samples instead of like actual live drums, and then uh, kind of went from there. I started listening to more like tech house and like house music, like I don't know, um, like old Feta Le Grand and stuff, mm-hmm. like when Detroit came out or sure, what else? I don't know. Couple other songs that were coming out, like maybe two thousand nine, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just started kind of listening to that more and starting to like kind of like study the music. Like I started studying dance music. I started seeing like what they were doing and how everything was placed out and like what came in at what time and why and like it was kind of like music theory and like you have to like study like why the songs are made a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that and I used a lot of like Hardwell's music as an example because you have like the beginning intros to like mix in it was like more made for like djs to play and i was like okay cool idea let me like use that in my music so that's kind of what i was doing like the first year or two it was like me studying and like figuring it figuring out how it worked and then um yeah like i guess that's just how i started fl studios i've been using that ever since so that was kind of like the first project I ever used. And then what was the moment that you sort of realized that this was your career? Um, <laughs> well, I was going, I was like playing local shows like earlier, like maybe like till 2012 or late 2012. That's 12. in San Diego? Yeah, in San Diego. I was born mm-hmm. and raised there. Um, but I, yeah, I was doing local gigs for free, like just, you know, just for fun, you know. Mm-hmm. I got paid like not even a hundred bucks, like mm-hmm. super chill, whatever. And, um, yeah, I, I started making trap music is like kind of when it really started to happen. Um, because like, that's when Flosser Domus came out with original Don remix and then Harlem shake and all this stuff happened like what? 2000, early 2013. I think. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, you know, I gave it a shot and it got a lot of buzz. I was like, wow, I didn't realize like this could work, mm-hmm. you know? So I ended up, because I was originally another artist named Leisure and that was my old name. And I wanted to separate that from the trap stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I kind of want to just like this to be the house project. So I created OK. Um, and then, you know, I got buzz from like blogs and, and, and people started booking me like, you know, the slander guys Mm-mm. at all. Uh, the they're also really great DJs and they actually put me on to a couple of my first shows mm. and um, yeah, they saw me flourish and um, and now they're playing main stages and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was really cool to like watch each other like grow like that. Yeah. And they were one of the first people that gave me my shot. And then Borgor, he actually like put me on one of his compilation albums uh, for like rising new artists. Mm-hmm. So he gave me my first shot really like <coughs> to an audience that big because mm-hmm. Borgor, you know, is, huge art million sure. likes on, right. on almost two million and like so he really helped me too and he was he like kind of took me un- under his wing and like eventually you know at that time i was like well i don't even know if this is going to work it's still a 50 50 mm-hmm. so you know i ended up going to school i did like one semester of like uni- university and i got a job i was working retail at urban outfitters oh wow Dude, and then cool. like <laughs> two months later and still playing yeah and yeah and still yeah. producing and stuff and two months later, I get a call. Hey, do you want to do a tour with Borgor? You have to free up all your time, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace no out. <laughs> nice seeing y'all for like two months. It's, it's good. <laughs> I'm out. So, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Was yeah. that a, like a right place at the right time situation? Or did you like actually go out and like network and make the effort? And well, yeah, both? it was, you know, oh, God. Um, I lived in San Diego and I was coming up every weekend because they used to have Dimac Tuesdays mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a we were just talking about Tuesday parties and um, yeah Dimac Tuesdays was like a huge get together of like all the DJs that were like it was like Gladiator 12th Planet um, Borg War would show up um, a lot of a lot of people would show up Cruella would show up I mean a lot of big names and that's like a, where a lot of people got their start that's where Flume got his start mm. that's yeah. where that's Love like that his guy. first show ever was uh, was at Dimac Studios oh wow and Zoo as well who did Faded um, a couple other people I mean that that place has rinsed out so many like mm-hmm. names and for like help them and I guess I was as well you know Part a victim. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like I would drive up there every week. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, from yeah. San Diego. Yeah. It's like a two-hour trek. So wait, did you drive back or you slept? Yeah, the no, night? I drove back Damn, after two a.m. I went back. Wow, I wanted it. Yeah, you yeah, know, I awesome. really wanted it. I, yeah. I really wanted to to meet these people. I really wanted to like be affiliated. You know, like they say, like surround yourself with people who yeah. you know you are more be a, like yeah. more successful than yeah you, exactly right. you know because yeah. then that, that motivates you to do sure. what you want to do so sure, yeah. that's what i wanted to do i was like i'm gonna drive i'm gonna drive every week and right. i want to be around these people because that's what i want yeah and i took a two-hour drive every the four-hour drive total but you know was that challenging me. like doing going there and maybe not meeting folk like did you ever feel like am i driving out here for nothing no oh because i knew i i knew that's what it took mm-hmm. yeah you know I knew yeah. that's what I wanted, and mm-hmm. I knew like that's what it took. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to do it in a way where I didn't feel like I was like forcing my music on people. Right. I just wanted to be around them, you know. Right. And eventually they'll catch on. So I didn't like go up to any DJ and was like, "Hey, listen to my song. Hey, let's work on music." Right. I just, oh, hey, my name's Abe. Like I didn't even like introduce myself as mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like just to be there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the themes that keeps coming up on this show is uh, there's a side, you know, there's, there's a lot of people talk about that the most successful people are the ones that just work harder than everybody else. Yeah, and that, you, you know, want it. You gotta it's want all, it. It's all cool to sit around and, mm-hmm. and say you're a DJ or say you're a producer or, yeah. you know, ha- have a business card or whatever, but, yeah. you know, you gotta want it. You gotta be willing to, like, absolutely to inconvenience yourself yeah no that's what it takes it takes yeah. a lot of just like going out of your way mm-hmm. to make it happen you know? yeah you gotta want it more than everyone else right sure. there's a lot of people that want it so yeah, yeah it, it took a lot of that time you know what we'll talk about how <laughs> you know you, you have obviously a you know Denmark is family absolutely and then Bygor yeah as family. well yeah um and I know you, you know, you do stuff on other labels too. And so yeah, yeah. how does that work in terms of like, you know, how are you part of more than one family mm-hmm. at a time? And cause and I'm friends with these people. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've become friends with these people. Like, like I said, I, yeah, I never truly really talked about music with mm-hmm. them. Like with Aoki, like, I don't even know how you got a hold of my music. Like, right. It just ended up happening that way. And I was like, Oh, Hey, thanks for playing my stuff. And he just brought me in Borgor, same kind of situation where it's like his music, like my music just ended up in his hands and, same with Diplo. Like, all these people came to me. Sure. Like, they, they wanted to work with me. Like, A-Track called me and was like, hey, let's collab. Diplo hit me up was, hey, let's collab. Mm-hmm. I, I never, like, went out of my way to, like, force <laughs> it on them. Right, right. So it was, like, it was that kind of where they feel like, you know, they don't owe me anything. So mm-hmm. I'm always willing to give them back, like, anything they want. So, like, with Steve, like, you know, he's given me, like, great opportunities in Ibiza. I just mm-hmm. came back from there, like, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I did Austria. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. Like Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. then Belgium. Yeah, yeah, doing stuff in Tomorrow World in Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. just like the opportunities that you know people throw at me is kind of like, like almost like a thank you. But at the same time, it's just like because we're friends. Yeah. You know? Like, I can call these people anytime and be like, "Hey, man, like, how are you?" Like, right. not even let's talk about music. Yeah. Well, that's so different from the major label world where you know yeah. the label wants to own you exclusively. Yeah. They don't want you you know, working with their competitors or whatever. Um, And I think that's, you know, one of the things that's so unique about dance music is that, you know, there's, there's not that, that there's, there's much more, Mm -hmm. you know, you you can work with a bunch of different folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we stopped seeing it. I mean, there is like the DJ mag 100 and Mm -hmm. like that sort of competition, but really it's not like a competition at all. Like every Mm -hmm. artist is like different. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's the difference between like the dance music world and and um, like yeah the mainstream almost is like the VMAs and stuff and like mm-hmm. people calling each other out like Nikki and stuff. Oh yeah. Like it, it's different crazy. because like that's that all crazy. like that's all a backstage battle really mm-hmm. and like yeah it's all the labels fighting with each other. But I mean, I mean they do it because they're successful and like that's how they get to this point you know like that's why they're so big because they they have to be cutthroat and really fight for their artists. And I understand that completely, and I see why they have to do that. But like, it's different in dance music. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, here, here's a favor," and like, right. mm-hmm. they're just helping each other out. Like, it's all pats on the back and scratching mm-hmm. each other's back. So, yeah, I think that's like a little bit different. It's like it's more friendly on this side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just thinking about that. Like, now that you're at this point and you've you've gotten here pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, where are you going? What's the... I'm uh, singing What's now. the goal? <laughs> Let's see. Um, <laughs> um, I really... Actually, I just started a project. Like, it's nowhere near 
being what it has to be at, but it's a live show. It's a live. It's a live thing. Um, it's gonna be banned. Four band. Four piece band. But yeah, it's like Passion Pit meets God knows what else. Passion Pit. Passion Pit means like Porter Robinson meets God knows what else. But it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has that like indie dance vibe, and like. I like singing now. I've been singing on like every song I've been putting out. Yeah. Like all the new stuff that's like unreleased is just me on it. Mm -hmm. So this new one actually is coming out, I think, early September uh, with Getter. It's another artist. Really great. Really great producer. Um, yeah, I'm singing on that. And it's just like, I've been just like using what I have, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of people have to find a singer and like find an artist like and then not get it where they want it to be. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather just do it myself. And I'm just taking advantage of that. We'll take a piece of the world. We'll take a piece of the world down with us. We'll take a piece of the world. A piece of the world down with us. We'll take a piece of the world. So I really want to like be more of an artist than a, just a DJ or producer. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of the goal. It's like I want to make an album. I want to direct music videos. I want to, you know, I I already am in like in charge of all my visuals and everything. Like mm -hmm. the visual aesthetic of OK is like something I've created myself because that's what I was going to school for. Yeah. Before the whole Borgor thing happened, I was going to school for graphic arts and mm -hmm. web design and being you know, already in art. So right. it's, you know, I've used everything in like my past and everything, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like create okay to what it has to be. So I guess the future would be, yeah, album, direct music videos, sing more, mm -hmm. do a live performance, really be like an artist, yeah. not just a DJ. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So artists your whole life. Yeah. Is that tough in family? You know, sometimes people well, aren't so supportive of the artist's road. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the video of my dad. Playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my dad's an artist, so he understands, <laughs> you know. And my yeah. mother's a singer. And, uh, oh, wow. that's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we've been a musical family since I was born, obviously. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that really helped me. And I think they that's why they gave me the shot to do yeah. this. Because they gave me an ultimatum. They're like, you got one year. Mm -hmm. If you don't do it, like, sorry. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I only need like four months. <laughs> I made it in two. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the, it was things like that, you know, that they supported me in. And like, I just had to support myself, like even just starting out as a producer. Like, that's why I look at the at the monitors you guys have here, because I don't know if you can see, but I have like this hole right here. Mm. Uh -huh. And I used to donate plasma every week, twice a week for like an hour and a half. And it was like just sh like stick a needle in my arm and then um, I just feel drained after oh wow but it was like $50 a week uh -huh. and uh, I saved all that money to buy my first monitors and that's like that's how I started that's no shit. yeah so yeah. like things like that like people don't understand like I think it's just like oh it just 
happen yeah, for him. But a yeah, sacrifice a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time. So I had to balance, I had to like balance that <laughs> financially. Between the gifts yeah, and the dinners. Between the gifts, <laughs> dinners, and saving up. So, you know, it took a while, but it was worth it. No, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Blessed. So. Hashtag Great. blessed. Hashtag blessed. Way up. <laughs> Way up. Shout out Drake. <laughs> Shout out Big Sean. Yeah. Uh, so how successful are you right now? Oh, man. Things are looking up. Things are really great right now. I just switched managements. Um, and, um, you know, like the team is it could not be tighter. You know, mm-hmm. um, the vision could not be more, you know, more defined. So I think right now we're on a great path. Uh, we're doing a lot of festivals. We're doing a lot of headlining shows, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is really important for an artist is like once you get that headlining, you know, tour and stuff like that. Um it's great. I just won double platinum, actually. I saw nice. that in South Holy America. Holy crap. Yeah, South, we went, uh, yeah, double platinum in South America and platinum in the U.S. For a song I did with Fifth Harmony yeah, and Juan Gabriel. They're all over the place. Yeah, they're <laughs> savage right now, so shout out to them. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, I, I got to I gotta co-produce a song for them and um, Vienna Savoy. It's a Spanish song. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I just found out the news, like, the day of my exchange show, which is this past Friday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was really exciting. And uh, hopefully yeah, I'm going to hit up Billboard. Hey, Billboard! <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to get, hopefully, my placard. That'd be really cool. Nice. Have one in my house. And, yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, doing that. I want to do a lot more pop stuff. Work with a lot of more rappers. Okay. I just met Chief Keef last week, too. That was really awesome. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, full school day off, 8-track. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like Travis Scott, Post Malone, mm-hmm. Chief Keef. Who else was there? Kylie Jenner was there. Um, Jaden Smith. A lot of people. So hopefully I can get my foot in the in the hip-hop market more. Work with some rappers. I mean, I already make trap, so I'm like halfway there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a little dance music trap. A little different, but sure. who knows? Yeah. yeah. Try some hip-hop out and hopefully work with some, some rappers and you know stuff like that. It's kind of want to try that. Want to try everything? So, do you feel different now? You know, you talked about driving up from San Diego to go hang out with Dimac, and you know, yeah. you didn't. Nobody knew you yeah, at that time. Not at that time. Now, when you walk into a room or you're backstage at, <laughs> at Fool's Gold, yeah, it's like really cool. does or it feel Disney, different at Disney at the teacup? It, it feels different, but like I, I, I have the same appreciation for like just being backstage. Like I know it's still like, yeah, you know, people because I meet people that have never been backstage, and then I'll take them backstage. Mm-hmm. And be like. I don't think I'm ever going back to the crowd ever again. Yeah, right. yeah. And then there's sure. some people like, like me, like Coachella. You know, I had the all access band, and yeah. I I don't think I went backstage once. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really care. Yeah. I wanted to be a fan of the music. Yeah. So I think like, that, hasn't changed. Like mm-hmm. the fact like, I still like, want to be like doing this and like being around people and like still like working. Like I don't know anyone in hip hop really. So like, mm-hmm. I was doing exactly what I did back at Dimac, but. Right. With hip hop now. Right. Or or with like you know, like all these celebrities just hanging out like in the same room. It's like mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. I don't know how I got there, but <laughs> Yeah. And why do you think you're able to to cross genres so easily? I mean, even in a short time you've you know, you talk about you've made a whole bunch yeah. of different styles of music. Yeah. Some people make one one style of music their whole lives. Yeah. I, I don't know how you could do that. I would I would lose my mind. Uh I just like to challenge myself. Yeah. And you know, I have a crazy musical background like started with gospel then jazz and then neo soul and then hip-hop and then ska and then death metal and then mm-hmm. country like did yeah. you have to buy a new wardrobe each time <laughs> yeah a little bit my parents hated me that's They're the like, hard oh, part God. 
Hot topic this week, H&M the next. Yeah, you're a true creative. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I wanted to touch every genre, every, every, I wanted to see, test my limit, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I still haven't found it yet, which, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm still trying new things. Like, I still haven't done the hip-hop thing, so I really want to get into that. Mm-hmm. I still want to do, like, rock stuff again, you know. And then, now I'm singing, so it's really cool. Yeah. To do that kind of shit. So, talk about the live show a little bit. You you were saying, you know, you you put together a different show yeah. each time. Um, and uh, I think I saw your bio called you a master turntablist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of um, compliments on my on my performance. Right now, it's not a live show yet. Right now, it's more of a performance because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is a DJ setup and everything, but I just try to stay away from the decks as much as possible. Like I mix the songs and I put on a show. I I use the CDJs as an instrument rather than you know a way to mix music. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of it as an instrument. Like you know, you you move the crowd. You you compose like this scene out of the music that you're using so i i feel like that's in, that's part of like my performance and like really you know i'm just putting my i have like the biggest scar right here i've broken my arm once already on stage yeah on stage like oh my i God. played i one time i broke my arm mid-set no like the first 10 minutes of my set i broke it and they brought out like a bucket of ice and I had it here the whole time DJing with one hand. Damn. Yeah, it was really crazy and I had to go to the hospital literally. I was like, oh, thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened. I was, yeah, I mean, fully dedicated. I, I really don't care. I really, I, my insurance company is like, what the, f- yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. Sure. You're crazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, so my. Well, so talk about that because, you know, definitely in, in dance music, there's, um there seems to be a, two camps, right? There's, one that feels like the DJ is supposed to stand behind the tables yeah. and, you know, work that. Yeah. And then, you know, there's some guys that, you know, we've seen on video, the equipment's not even really plugged in. Yeah. They're just playing a pre-programmed set. Well, I mean, part of those things is, like, people don't realize that sometimes they, they link stuff up with visuals. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be syncopated anyways. Sure. So they're like, why do I have to DJ if it's like mixed in with the visuals and like put on a visual performance mm-hmm. and they just stand back there? I don't know. I mean, to each his own. I guess a lot of people like doing that. A lot of people like just going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm the crazy one. <laughs> right. Um, but I do understand why they do that. Like, I understand why they they put on a visual performance because it's like beyond just the artist at that point. It's like the music and and the visual experience yeah Mm -hmm. they put on an experience rather than you know a show sure which i get it's you know totally cool i've seen it uh, many times you know but i mean that's them Mm -hmm. and like i said like it's not a competition it's not like anyone's comparing each other Mm -hmm. so that's that artist this artist is that Mm -hmm. this artist has three people that makes it easier for them to have more energy on stage right i gotta do everything by myself so So what gives you the confidence to have like that style is it because you study the music so well well yeah i mean it was because of that and you know i used to go to metal shows all the time i saw how much energy was on stage yeah i saw how much energy was you know i one of my first concerts ever was britney spears circus oh, wow. tour yeah so i saw a what a show. show looked like yeah that's so i saw amazing. what a show looked like i saw what like well that's more of a performance i guess yeah a performance show and then you know the metal i i blended everything i've ever seen and just put it in one thing yeah so that's kind of like why my shows are like as crazy as they are but they still have that technicality behind it where it's like 
everything's blended in everything right. works and i'm still doing it like i gotta go out there throw water at people like do crazy shit crowd <laughs> surf and <laughs> yeah, then I come back that. and still mix so mm-hmm. like yeah. i have to make sure like okay i have 45 seconds to do this let me do it and i have to come right back right right so things like that i have cues is it all are you always like 100 like that? yeah <laughs> going 100 miles we did it we did, yeah no really um i did it yeah the tour with borgor i did we did a show almost every day i think we had like five days off of like two months straight mm-hmm. and yeah not i didn't miss a beat the entire tour i think i was a little sick and my voice was like gone for like four days but i was still trying to scream on the mic or i had like someone do it for me <laughs> but it was like yeah things like that i mean i love it yeah. i love what i do and it's like, so fun it's so fun i was like people wake up every day to do their job like i'm gonna wake up every day and like mm-hmm. go ape shit so right (laughs) so that's kind of like my mentality towards it and that's why like every day on the tour like there's no stopping it's just Mm -hmm. 100 Mm -hmm. every show yeah and then let's go back to the social for a little bit um are you uh so you manage all that yourself yeah yeah well i mean i do get a little help from young jenks over there Mm -hmm. and then um like when i'm playing when i'm playing he's like doing the snapchats and taking videos and right and, and making sure everything's top notch on stage, like there's no like technical difficulties. Sure. And yeah, of course. Like fans aren't trying. To but like, it's not. But you don't have a rush. team that's like managing yourself. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. All that is me. All that yeah. is me. And um, is there like a plan? No. <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, most of the stuff is is already like the stuff I think of would be catered to like the like the people who would be on social media right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like people love live footage so yeah. I, I do a lot of live footage and it's just like almost like um like um it's like a i don't know how to call it <laughs> brain fart <laughs> like, but there's uh, like yeah there's a way to do stuff on social media there's like the numbers behind everything mm-hmm. um a formula. There it is. There's a That's formula. I mean, so are you paying yeah, attention yeah. to the, the metrics or? I'm not personally. Yeah. Um, I do check every once in a while to make sure like the reach is there. And mm-hmm. I mean, how Facebook works is like a little yeah, hard for the artists nowadays. Yep. Um, of course. But, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been looking at what works and a lot of like video stuff works. A yeah. lot of pictures don't really work anymore. I don't know what's, what's going on with that. I mean, unless it's like not even live <laughs> pictures, like pictures of the show work really like that works really well on Instagram and stuff like that, but on Facebook, people like looking at shit, like, yeah. Yeah. like watching video. videos. Yeah. 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 So a lot of like live footage works. A lot of mm-hmm. like small recap, thirty second recaps. You right. know, so mm-hmm. Snapchat's people don't have a lot of time. Yeah, Snapchat's huge. Right. Because I post my whole story on there, and then I save the story at the end, and then post yeah. that on Facebook. Right. So people can just watch like the whole thing. Right. And um, yeah, I you know I I, I reply to people on Snapchat as well, and, like stuff on twitter and mm-hmm. instagram and, and vine and and how do you reply to folks who want to work with you that aren't like big you know they're because um, like i feel like sometimes that's hard as an artist you want to you've been there yeah, no, where you're definitely. like hustling i feel like a lot of people want to work but they don't put the work in to like yeah, sure. make it happen mm-hmm. they're like here i'll check out my track and it's like not even finished yet i'm like or it's like not <laughs> even a full idea i'm like okay but um well i mean right now i'm just so busy like working on originals and like remixes for like other people like it's in collaborations already have like set up mm-hmm. it's like i can't do anything <laughs> right now right. Mm-hmm. i can't even you know do like a, a small track or anything right. so I, f- I feel bad that i have to say no to a lot of people but at the same time like i'll give them instead i'll just give them pointers or 
see yeah. what they did wrong and be like, oh, hey, like this, yeah, do cool. some works or I'll support some of their songs live instead, you know, instead nice. of playing it. Instead of like trying to like collab on a track mm-hmm. and play, hey, if you finish this, I'll play it every show or, you know, stuff right. like that. Or so. just tell them to fuck off. Oh, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, definitely. I know what it's like. And and like even sure. I I help out a lot of these people. I repost a lot of their music on, on my SoundCloud so yeah, they can get cool. the views. So stuff like that I help out. You know mm-hmm. I can't you know be their savior and like collab with them. And be like hey, not right. yet. I mean eventually I want to do that. But would you right do now, that? Would I mean, you have a label or if I had, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'd have to start a label. I'd start more of a collective. Okay, yeah. something like free music you yeah. know, every week. Yeah, and just like really push because yeah, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. dance music. There's so much like competition on Beatport and yeah and iTunes and it's kind of like these artists aren't there yet to like have that right marketing and everything to get their music to the charts and like really get it seen yeah so I think a lot of like SoundCloud's really cool I mean what kind of SoundCloud's going down the drain (laughs) (laughs) is it are you seeing are you seeing a difference um yeah yeah like I I hardly use SoundCloud anymore which is a bummer because I that's where I look for new music when I have to look for new music I'm like my set's kind of getting too like repetitive for yeah. myself sure mm-hmm. i mean for them for the fans that are going to the shows it's like something new for them right. Right. but for me i'm just like so where do you go now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, i heard this like a now? million times yeah so if not right. soundcloud where are you going now um i check a lot of my emails there's mm-hmm. a lot of threads yeah a lot of like djs are like posting on threads now mm-hmm. which is really cool a lot of like illuminati secret stuff <laughs> yeah i don't even know how i got in the thread but right. there's like this crazy thread that like all the djs are in that like send each other music nice right yeah, so that's really cool. It's like unreleased music. Like yeah. Dylan Francis will throw stuff on there. Diplo, Skrillex, um, A Track. I mean, and a free lot of for people. sharing. Yeah, free for sharing. Cool. I mean, they're they're you know it's, yeah, it's like a trust thing. It's like a trust yeah. thing. So, so what, yeah, they, what's they the code? Ex- play. Don't be a bitch. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> don't be. A bitch. I mean, yeah. like some of it's like don't leak it. Obviously, don't share it with anybody. You can right. play it on the but radio play shows. Playing the shows, playing yeah. radio stuff, but like. Yeah, definitely don't share it. It's like really like, it's yeah. a trust thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, I haven't broken that trust yet. Thank God. No, that's good. I mean, I, I think uh, that's how you build a community, right? It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's based on trust and. Yeah, I mean that's how it is. Like, that's when I go to these things. I don't like take my phone out and like try to like take videos and stuff a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I give other artists their private time. I'm tired and stuff. Right. Sure. Talk about music after a show is like so aggravating because mm-hmm. they're like I've been talking about music for like an hour and a half straight now right. <laughs> totally they're just tired and they just want to like wind down yeah so yeah worst time for upcoming producers worst time to talk about music is right after a show <laughs> just a little heads up but yeah sure I mean that's just how that is so what what would you talk what would you want to talk about I don't know movies okay <laughs> I don't know food food sports I for sure want to talk about food after uh, anything yeah so when you started making money what was the uh what's the most extravagant thing you've you've gone out and bought uh i don't think i've done anything crazy yet like i don't buy anything um I'm, i don't this know jacket. <laughs> yeah just jacket no <laughs> actually this was given to me from dope nice Shout out to dope clothing they have a shop on fairfax yeah, yeah. oh yeah 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 good friends of mine so they always lace me up <laughs> nice. um uh Craziest thing I've ever bought. I don't know. I think the craziest thing I ever bought was like a PS4. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really? Wow, nice man. Games. Yeah. I want to buy one of those like little, what, what those like, those wheel, weird wheel things. 
Oh yeah, yeah like the little skateboard oh, the that has wheels. balance wheel. The little, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd use it in public. Do you skate? Kind of, yeah, I skate yeah. to like Chipotle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I skateboard to Chipotle and to like business meetings. All like, right. I have a car, but I don't like driving it. Sure. Because like it's LA. Yeah. I'd rather Uber. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think I'm gonna sell my car. Yeah, do it. I'm I did do, it. I'm gonna do sell my car to a fan and be like, hey. You should give it away with the I new. I should give it away with the new record. I should. Yeah. If you show me a receipt of your song, I'll give you my car. <laughs> 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 no. Uh. Yeah. PS4. Yeah. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of money. I try not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. I put it back in the business. Yeah. I put it back into like merchandise or yeah mm-hmm. or, or or. How? Yeah, I saw you have merchandise. How much are you selling of that? Uh, well, we we started doing. Well, we sold out on the on the tour that we did with the bus tour with Borgor and um, that did really well yeah we have a little bit extra in the factory so we're gonna pull some of that out soon and then um, we're rolling out some new stuff because we're doing fashion week in New York uh-huh. mm-hmm. what show are you Webster playing? Webster Hall oh cool headlining Webster with the uh, Bixel Boys it's a free live show with the nice. machine so it's like during fashion week so we're gonna roll out some Fun. new merch for then yeah that's gonna be really that's cool, cool. yes yeah, is it your first New York fashion week yeah it is should be interesting yeah I think we'll have a day there though I, I think we might get in a day early. Yeah. I want to. No, I don't think we can anymore. Actually, I think we have another show. <laughs> but uh, we're, we'll see as much as we can. Um, we get there like two, so mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. just hop around, and see what's up. Um, should be fun. I'm. I'm yeah, I, I've heard awesome. Fashion Week's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, yeah that's great. So and who are you rolling with? You roll with like an entourage? You bring uh, all your friends. In LA out? and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like in California, it's easier <laughs> but um no yeah we do have a team um i have jenks over there who does a lot of the tour managing mm-hmm. i bring cubby out who's like video mogul okay i think he has a fan base now because of my videos that he makes for me <laughs> is like, that the one where cubby. you're kind of like face planted and then you got like cartoon flying yeah that's that's cubby yeah, really funny <laughs> that's cubby kramer how fast is it how, how fast does he create those oh man he well he he was he's working at dimac so he works with dimac a lot and he mm-hmm. works like with Borgor, he did the Jaws video for um, with F Word. Cool. So he does a lot of stuff like that, and um, yeah, he's busy. He's probably one of the busiest people I've ever met. Yeah, so fun. He's probably one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Right. Like he'll turn down any party to be like, I gotta work. Yeah. Which is really cool. So when you go on the road, do you have rules for the crew? Um, I mean, be professional until the af- after the show. Then you can go lose your mind. Right. right. I mean, that's kind of like the only thing. Like. Okay. We're all black all the time. Okay. It's one rule. Just kidding. I mean, that's I like that rule. Yeah. It's cool. It's like a real group. Yeah. I mean, I need to make like merch that everyone can wear at the same time. Yeah. Like, like exclusive like a jersey for your... type deal. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably Tell Dope to do it. Yeah, Dope. I'm do dope. I want to do a collaboration with them actually. Yeah. It's been in the talks um for an OK/Dope slash merch. Yeah. So. And your team rocks it first. Hell yeah. That'd we'll make cool. like OK crew shirts. That, like, nice. Say okay, crew. So, I may have read this, but w- where's okay come from? Oh, the the name. Yeah. Well, I was calling you oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well Divo calls me okay, and then okay. Tiesto calls me okay. <laughs> very a lot of different renditions, but um, I think it started uh, as a joke and a typo, and my entire career is a mistake. Nice. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, I, I, I wish I knew. Yeah. There's like, not like a crazy reason behind it. Yeah. But it just happened. It just stuck. I think, I, I think I was trying to type okay normally. And then that was taken. And Your O was stuck. Yeah. So 
O-K-A-Y-Y was taken. O-K-A-A-Y was taken. And then O-O-K-A-Y wasn't. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I didn't know how serious it was going to get. And sure. I didn't think it would actually work. I think people are like, oh, man, that's the most genius name of all time. I'm like, <laughs> really? Because I didn't put any thought into yeah. it whatsoever. That's people so funny. People are like, yeah, this has like some crazy story behind this name. Oh, and that's like, funny. Oh, this goes back to like, I don't know, ancient times. Yeah. It's like, this is a Greek Greek something. I'm like, nah, dude, okay. <laughs> Total mistake. I don't even right. remember where it came from, but it just happened. It's like, yeah, basically. That's hilarious. <laughs> People ex- expect like a crazy answer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, th- yeah, I hear we hear that a lot. So you talked about dope a little bit. Are there other brands that you'd want to collaborate with? Um, well, I, I have a collaboration with um, Soul Republic. Okay, I'm a savior sound. So nice. Um, yeah, so I do a lot. Of, they do a lot of the head headphones, yeah. and they do mm-hmm. a lot of the bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we made an okay Soul Republic band, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, that's the one I DJ with, and then um, I mean we're really good. We have good friends at uh, at the Hundreds as mm-hmm. well, and we started doing stuff with um, a couple other people, Golden Denim. Okay. So they're based here in LA as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do a lot of like the jogger pants, mm-hmm. and um, they just hooked me up with a lot of cool stuff too. So just staying to talk to them, maybe do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can make a collaborative pant. <laughs> Here's some okay pants. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe make joggers with all the O's on the entire thing. I don't know. Something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would like to do a lot of cool stuff. I want to do a lot of, like, just random merch, like, pins. And, and like, I want to do, like, um, it was, like, the, you know, like, in punk they have, like, the patches, like, the big mm-hmm. patches. Yeah. I want to do a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like, black and white print. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what about, like, are there brands that, you would feel like it, it was a sellout to work with them? No. I don't know. Is that something you ever think about, is, is this idea of selling out? I mean, there's two kinds. I don't know what people consider selling out. Selling out as in hitting mainstream and hitting the radio or, like, legitimately not being able to make the music you want because yeah, you signed something and now it's like, oh, well, I got to do what they say, and I can't mm-hmm. be who I want to be. Yeah, to me, when I, I mean, I think of it just as like you're compromising your your principles. Yeah, right. Whatever that is for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, you know, I just wonder: are there is there a line that you just you wouldn't cross, or you would feel like you sold out if you did? Um. Yeah, I think it would just be making music I don't want to make, and mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. not being happy, and like yeah. being someone who I don't want to be. Which, thank God, doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I get on the radio and which I have before, uh-huh. like off music that I wanted to make, mm-hmm. I don't think that's selling out. Yeah, I don't think getting millions of plays on YouTube is selling out. Mm-hmm. I don't think sure playing iHeart Radio Music Festival or something like that is selling out, right. or mm-hmm. or being on MTV or I don't know. That's not selling out to me. Mm-hmm. Selling out is yeah, like when you legitimately have no control over who you are right. anymore. Have you been like propositioned to do something that you're like? can't do that it doesn't fit the brand yeah i mean i've gotten like really great opportunities but they've sacrificed so much of my like creative input that mm. i was just like you know what like thank you for the offer but i, I just can't right now especially when i'm still like growing as an artist and right. so like, what's what's an example of that um i don't know oh, you don't like, have to say the name oh but well like, i guess like there's just like people that want me to say certain things or like 
Okay. Do certain things like in public that would jeopardize how I feel as an artist. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, doing too many stuff with like naked girls and shit. Mm. <laughs> I'm kind of like, okay. Like, I would, they wanted me to be in a music video with like literally like butt naked chicks. And I'm like, kind of like, okay, that's not really who I am. Sure. I, right. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know. Like, just drinking or smoking. Like, a lot of like weed companies like come mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and, and i'm just kind of like I, I don't i have a lot of like younger fans and i don't want them to right. see that kind of stuff so yeah not that not that i like i'm not against it but sure. I just you know i want to set a good example right like, because a lot of kids like parents would be like what the hell you know mm-hmm. yeah but i mean yeah i do but <laughs> i just don't want them to see that like, right i do like closed doors and you know yeah. behind the scenes but you know, i don't like to be like in public like with a blunt or like right. with a bong or like drinking like like ridiculously getting wasted so right those kind of things it's kind of like i have to like kind of sign off on like yeah mm-hmm. i support that yeah, yeah of course you know yeah a lot of kids watching yeah like i said everyone's watching so right right, right. everyone <laughs> even like eight-year-olds, eight-year-olds. Yeah, right. yeah for sure does that does that affect your creative process because you know everyone's watching um the, no. the bigger you get i think i think it's it's no. motivational mm-hmm. like I, I feel like it's it and it makes me make sure I do it right, you know? Yeah. But not, like, it doesn't scare me, you know? Because I don't think a lot of people are, like, get too nervous and, like, feel like if they do it wrong, like, it's going to jeopardize everything. Yeah, I think that happens to a lot. I mean, I've heard artists say that on here, that, you know, at some point they got so big that, you know, fucking around and playing, you know, wasn't as e- didn't come as easy. Yeah. No, it's a lot of wear and tear. A lot of people don't see, like, the hurtful stuff that people say on the line and, yeah. and like, people are just really negative it's weird do you um does that stuff affect you like how do you of course i'm human like of course it affects me you know i see those things and it it can ruin my day like yeah right and then how do you bounce back stop it yeah i mean it's it's online bullying like it really is whether you're an artist or whether you're just a normal person in high school do you ever respond back like sometimes and i regret it immediately yeah because give them the attention you know But, I mean, sometimes, like, you know, it gets to you. And yeah, so it's hard sure. not to. And if yeah. you're by yourself and no one's telling you no, like, of course you're going to do it. Right. So freeze them out is, yeah. is the best. I just, I learn to block people. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have to. You right. know? And then, and then how do you bounce back, you know, mentally? In music. I just yeah. get in the studio and just, like, take it out, all the anger out there. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or I just, you know, hang out with my friends and just, you know, just kind of get away from the house. Yeah. Not, not be by myself for a little bit. I'll yeah. go his house and just chill you know how do you guys know each other friends well he actually was throwing the parties that i used to go to oh no way yeah did mac and he was nice one yeah so you know (laughs) he was one of the first guys that like that one of the guys that like hosted the party that like wouldn't notice me that oh hey you're good so you know we we kind of had that relationship and then I had to go to Europe for my first time. I had to go to Russia, so mm-hmm. I was a little scared. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go to Russia by myself. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking of, like, good people who I could take. And, you know, we had, like, not a big relationship yet, but we knew each other enough where I knew, like, he would be a guy because he's, like, already organized with working with parties and, like, having stuff set up where, you know, everything's, like, working. Right. Yeah. So, and he's you got know, the network. Yeah. And he knows people, so. Yeah. He was a good fit, you know. And then... After that, I was kind of like, "Hey, would you mind doing this, like, full time?" Yeah. And he advances all the shows. Like he, he, you know, he's mm-hmm. 
it's a 24 hour job for everybody you know sure so how, how does somebody join your team like what do they need to have <laughs> well i gotta i gotta I, I need the need to fulfill first like yeah of course <laughs> like if i don't have that need yet it's like eventually like, i'm gonna need a camera guy full-time like mm-hmm. sometimes we don't take on like smaller shows like they have in-house photographers mm-hmm. or like we'll just book people from like you know that city like mm-hmm. hey man right. you want to book like you, know, you, you ever know, like, reach out to fans for that stuff yeah yeah you know, I, we, we i've reached out to fans um that like i've seen their videos on like like Instagram, like small right. portfolios. I'm like, oh, yeah. this this could work, yeah. and That's stuff like cool. that worked. Like John Zombie, he made like the first OK music video, like little thing ever, and he did it for free. And he does like pretty big music videos, like they get millions of plays. But he was just a fan. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he was already big at when he did mm-hmm. it. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're already a big like videographer, and you're just a fan of mine. You want to do it for free? Okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah. And that video that still good. gets buzz, and people are still like, man, that video is so cool. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like, people, like, I mean, eventually I want to grow the team. Yeah, we're going to need, like, a VJ, mm-hmm. someone who does all the visuals. Like, because mm-hmm. we've had some mishaps in the past sure. of, like, the in house visual guy doesn't know how to, like, do things. And right. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're going to grow a team, you know, and uh, when it happens, it happens. And it, it, I want it to happen organically, you know. I don't want to, like, force people into my, in my career and in my life that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, like with him, it happened organically. When everyone who I've worked with, it's been organic. So, and nice. Out. Yeah. Well, we we got some questions on Twitter. Uh oh. Oh yeah, we do. Uh oh. You want to tell us what they are? Yeah. You have to read them in character. My fans are crazy too. So. All right, hold up. Uh-huh. We got Baker Boys. Have a question for you. Oh yeah, do you know the Baker Boys? Baker Boys, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So at Baker Boys said, "What did his father think about rocking on stage with him recently?" Oh, he lost his mind. Oh, he loved it. <laughs> that was like the coolest thing. He probably he was like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever done." Does he want to go on every show? Now? Hell yeah, <laughs> I would. If I never played in front of a crowd like that, I'd be losing it. Nice. And like for oh, he he always wanted to be like he always wanted to be like a bass player for like. Celine Dion or something, you know, like a really big name. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, he always wanted to play in front of a big crowd. So that, for him, was, like, awesome. And it was Father's Day. Like, yeah. Uh, it was, like, stars aligned, and it was, like, you know, super <laughs> cool. So That is awesome. That's we, a we good were able gift. To, we were able to set that up. All right. Okay. At Young Shuffler says, what's the weirdest, craziest thing a fan has done? Um, hmm. They tried to well. They said they were gonna tattoo my na- my signature on their forehead, but I don't think they did it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Someone threw up on my shoes once. <laughs> that was the Molly talking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The craziest thing? Probably take a picture of me at Disneyland while I was trying to enjoy myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the teacup ride. Yeah. Okay. At Dolph Bang, he's traveling in Texas to see his show and wants to know if you can take a photo. Hell yeah. How, we gotta make that happen though. You already know. Well, I'm gonna find you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold up a sign that says Adolf Bang. Adolf Bang. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, totally. I'll totally take a picture. I'll st- one time I played in somewhere, I think El Paso. Uh-huh. And um, we had a small meet and greet. And I fucked up. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. said super loud. I was like, everybody, line up. And I'm taking a picture with literally everyone in this <laughs> venue. And we had a line around the entire <laughs> building almost twice. And uh, Wowza. we were there for like an hour. How long were we there for Jenks? 
Yeah. I think, I think Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think it was for like two similar. hours, like taking pictures with people. It was bad. Okay. Okay. And then I've got some just off, you know, just rapid some fun fire questions. Rapid fire questions that you have to. Welcome to the speed round. The speed round. Speed round. Round one. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. They're going to be three questions back to back. Ready? Right, set. Go. go. Who do you get mistaken for? Uh, Kanye West. If you, <laughs> if you could have rap beef with anyone, who would it be? Not Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Meek Mill. Because I'd win. <laughs> As a kid, what posters were hanging on your wall? Be I didn't honest. have any because we couldn't afford staples. <laughs> and the same tape. <laughs> awesome. No, I didn't have any posters. I suck. No posters? I suck. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, man. It's been no, fun yeah. talking Thank to you. Thank you guys so much. That was um, awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. You find you. Oh, you find me on blackpeoplemeet.com slash okmusic. <laughs> no, uh... <laughs> Just Google me. Christian uh, Mingle. Yeah, Christian Mingle. Uh, farmers Only. No, you can find me on SoundCloud, Facebook, everything, slash OK Music. Um, O-O-K-A-Y Music. <laughs> and then uh, Twitter, it's O-O-K-A-Y-X. I'm trying to fight the person. That's I'm boring. trying to like find out where this person lives that has OK. Just call Twitter. fight them. No, no he's still tweet or something. Oh, he still uses it. I think so. I don't know. But I'm gonna fight. Them. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give. I him know, the, I know the person on Instagram still uses it. But oh, like really? the person on on Twitter. You gotta give him like free tickets to a show in exchange. I'll just fight them. them or bring them on stage. I'll fight them in Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, yeah have beef. a battle. That's who I want. Rap battle for the person who holds, who has the OK tag. Do you think rebels? Sometimes I'm just not that witty. Maybe next week you'll have better luck. So come back. Who knows? May turn out to be worth your while. Not making any promises, but I will say probably not. All right, see you next week.